5G, unlike other cellular generations, is touted to bring unprecedented innovation for enterprises, more than we have ever seen before. But for that vision to become real, a lot of things need to be in place. While telecom service providers are getting all their ducks in a row, enterprises and building owners also need to align their plans to make their workspace 5G ready. Hey guys, this is your host Ashish Jain from Kairos Pulse and you're listening to the Alignment Podcast where we go beyond the buzzwords and connect the dots between technology, its business impact and challenges in a way that is both accessible and thought-provoking. On today's podcast, we have someone whom I want to call the telecom superhero. Dudi Cohn is currently the Vice President of Product Marketing at Saragon Networks and has decades of experience in the telecom industry, both as a vendor as well as as a service provider. While he understands 5G technology across the entire spectrum, pun intended, he has experience delivering enterprise communication and data applications as well. Together, we will help ID professionals get realistic perspective on 5G and help them understand their emerging role and the infrastructure requirements to include 5G in their digital transformation roadmap. Most importantly, we will talk about the need for a shift in mindset that's more open to this new and disruptive technology. So let's kick it off. Hi, Dudi. Welcome to the show. Hi, Ashish. Uh, glad to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation today, Dudi, a lot. We will try to connect the dots for enterprises on this podcast to understand 5G and their emerging role to incorporate 5G in their digital transformations. I know you have a lot of background in this space overall from a 5G perspective, as well as in networking in telecom and cellular technologies. So I'll give you a floor right now. And can you give us some background on where you're coming from? Yeah, sure. Thank you very much. I think it's a very important topic to cover because there's a lot of uh, um, misunderstanding or, or misconceptions regarding 5G, and it's important to connect the dots. So as uh, you mentioned, my name is Dudi Cohen. I'm acting today as the VP of Product Marketing in Sergo Networks. And before that, I've been uh, doing some 20 years of work in the telecom industry, both on the side of operators locally here in Israel, where I'm uh, located, and on the side of uh, vendors in the wireless and wireless industry. I've touched technologies like voice over IP and IPTV, and together with architectures and infrastructure based on optics and wireless so I tend to have a pretty good end-to-end look as to what the telecom world has to offer to enterprises, to small medium business, and even to consumers. And, and indeed, this is a very exciting and crucial moment in the evolution of this offering as we approach the mass deployment of 5G. That's really great. Um, and I think your experience in working on the voice over IP side, IPTV, I think those are going to be extremely beneficial because a lot of those voice over IP services are also very pertinent to the enterprise space. And in my own experience with voice over IP, because that is my background as well, I've spent a lot of time on that side of the business. When we all went into voice over IP market with unified communication as a service and bringing mobility aspects to it. The number one thing which most of the businesses did not really quite understand is it's they evolved from a desktop experience using PBXs on-premise to a cloud-based unified communication system. And not just cloud-based unified communication, but also mobile 
using starting mobile devices with over-the-top app or native apps. And the fundamental thing they all, I believe, the industry in general and enterprises kind of ignored or overlooked was the wireless aspect to it. The assumption of, you know, Wi-Fi is good for voice services or cellular is good for having over-the-top voice services was such a misnomer. They all blamed the vendors for, you know, VoIP is not ready or UC is not ready. But a lot of it played the infrastructure, the wireless infrastructure played a big part of that experience. And I hope looking forward for a discussion how 5G is going to change that. Yes. So I think to begin the discussion, I think we need to set some uh, uh, ground understanding as to what 5G is. Because 5G is usually uh, mentioned in the context of enhanced mobile broadband, which is only one use case of the 5G promise. And with enhanced mobile broadband, it's practically more of the same to what we have in 4G, because uh, we're talking about more capacity and more services over the existing end devices, whether for consumers or for enterprises that walk around with their phones, tablets, and computer. But 5G is much more than that. And I think the other applications of 5G are much more crucial for the business of your enterprise or of your uh, small, medium business because they allow you to enhance productivity and to use the wireless network or the mobile network in manners you hadn't had a chance to do before. So 5G is on top of the enhanced mobile broadband, which is commonly discussed, also provides provides an option for fixed wireless access, meaning that if you sit in your enterprise office and want ultra broadband, you want a one gig symmetrical connectivity in order to accommodate all the, the important traffic you have towards the world, uh, you don't have you do not have to wait or to engage with an operator that will arrive to your premise with fiber. 5G technology allows to get those very, very high capacities wirelessly. That means that you have more competition on on your services and can extend your position via the operators uh, when you can choose from different options, from those different options of access. But if you look at the enterprise applications, I think that 5G is very much crucial in taking it to the next step. So you you mentioned the move to the cloud and you mentioned anything as a service, software as a service, infrastructure as a service. And this is a very prominent trend in the enterprise domain. And what this trend did is that it made the connectivity to the outer world, to the internet, to other branches of the enterprise or, or to data centers, very crucial to the business continuity of your enterprise. Now, this was enabled by connectivity, which was usually based on on fixed physical and uh, landline infrastructure like copper and like fiber. What you can do today is use wireless to do just that and to take it to the next level. And by next level, I mean that 5G will allow you to connect not only other fixed location, but also made your workforce mobile and to create stuff like a mobile office. Imagine an infrastructure that will allow your staff, your workers to be connected to the office in terms of capacity and in, late, and in terms of latency 
from wherever they can. They, they can actually do it today in some places in the US and other worlds, which launch 5G services along with a 5G router or hotspot. So basically that means that your workers can be much more productive. And that means bottom line improvement, both for you and for the workers. Uh, actually, there was a, an article a couple of years ago published by Intel that forecasted that 5G will be a catalyst in the movement towards a four-day working week because you don't... <laughs> I, I, wish, to... I wish for that. Yeah, <laughs> we all wish for that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still waiting for that. Uh, but it makes uh, some sense because, you know, uh, if you are so productive and you can work from anywhere, then there's no, there's no point for you to commute to work each and every day. Yeah. These are a couple of aspects of 5G enhancing the business of enterprises. Now, this is definitely unlike any other cellular generations. I believe the 5G started to enable a lot more innovation for enterprises than we've ever seen before. And I think we've already seen that. If we were at Mobile World Congress. We've seen all of that in action. Now, that is very exciting in general. But there is a lot of things that must be in place before that can actually put in practice and can happen. Generally, we know from experience that traditionally, you know, when we talk about cellular technologies, there are things that the service providers need to have been placed. Traditionally, those things are spectrum, their own footprint of towers, the backhaul they need, the fiber backhauls, and, you know, to be ready. But what I really want to do, you know, focus on today is just to see that beyond those traditional things that service providers need to be have in place, what do the enterprise establishments and more so the building owners of those establishments need to have in place for the 5G vision to become real for them. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So I think there are a couple of things that that the enterprise as an organization and individuals in, uh, within it uh, should do in order to be ready to fully utilize the opportunity that 5G brings. For, you know, a very simple example is the fact that 5G, uh, as I mentioned earlier, will now be an option for one connectivity. So on top of aligning your SD1 strategy with 5G, and because now you will have more endpoints to connect to, there will be mobile endpoints. So you need to understand not only how to connect your main data center or main headquarter to other branches and to the cloud providers. Now you also want to uh, connect those to any number of additional endpoints that represent either your employees or additional data sources if you are a business that can leverage some kind of IoT development. So this is one approach and something you need to bear in mind because 5G will change or evolve the way your enterprise network will look like. On the more practical, you know, physical uh, level, 5G will allow you to connect branches or even the headquarter with wireless. So you need to be ready to an idea of having CPE on your rooftop and align the cabling towards it and not towards the basement, which is where you usually get your connectivity from. 5G also uses higher frequencies or higher spectrum in the radio access network, aka millimeter wave. We might 
want to talk about this term in, in uh, later on, but basically that means that the 5G base stations needs to be closer to the customer or to the end devices. So you might find yourself wanting to have the operator put a base station or a small cell on your premise. And this is something you need to be open to in order to have the, the best coverage for 5G services within your premise. And I think most of all, you need to be ready with a mindset, with a mindset that is open to disruptive technologies and to disruptive business model. So, and I mean not only be ready to change your architecture, but to change the way you do business with your capacity or connectivity provider, because 5G brings an opportunity for different types of providers. And we see some of them like Dish in the US and Rakuten in Japan that are not your typical basic uh, classic operator, but new operators that work in a new business model and provide new types of services. And I think it's important to keep an open mind with regards to whom you approach in order to get the best solution for your connectivity. Very nice. So you mentioned several things, and I think they all deserve a bit of more time. You know, you mentioned something very important about using 5G as part of your van connectivity. Now, I know many businesses today, especially when you look at retailers or distributed enterprises in particular, they use 4G dongles as a wireless backup at local stores. You know, there is also a trend for software-defined wide area network, SD-WAN, as you mentioned. You mentioned that term earlier in general, to bring in, uh, to adopt to that cloud transformation. So a lot of businesses are moving into cloud. The stats I see is, on average, a business is using 1,400 plus cloud applications, thesis, which is insane. And they need connectivity local to the branch offices, and hence the trend of bringing connectivity at the branch or the local stores closer to the customer and having multiple options. So you have one dedicated access from those sites, as well as a very good experience of cloud applications. Now, traditionally, that has been discussed when I talk about YDRN networks. And if we talk to any IT professional, a lot of time, in fact, 80-90% of that connectivity is used today as fixed network, right? Whether it's Ethernet, whether it's direct internet connectivity, whether it's MPLS. And wireless is, is primarily a backup strategy and more so in retail outlets, so in red carpeted enterprise locations. Now, are we saying that 5G has the potential to change that and 5G can become the primary van link for businesses? I, I believe the answer is, is a big yes, because, and, and this is, this is a, a very important spotlight you, you did just here, because it is true that today in the 4G and, of course, in previous generation, we tend to see the wireless or the mobile connectivity as not very reliable and not not very uh, application aware method of connectivity. Now this changes in 5G due to the immense work done by 3GPP and other standardization forces on bringing the 5G RAN, the 5G NR, which is short for 5G new radio. It's the new radio technology to become a viable solution for mission-critical applications. And I want to discuss two things here. One is the fact that on top of EMBB, Enhanced Mobile Broadband, and fixed wireless access applications that we mentioned before, 5G is also targeting two additional very important applications 
MMTC, which is Massive Machine Type Communication, basically IoT, and URLLC, which is Ultra Reliable Low Latency Communication, which are basically applications that required ultra reliability and low latency, as you can understand from the name. And for that, the 5G RAN, the 5G Radio Access Network, was updated with capabilities that allow it to be aware of the applications running over it and to have dedicated resources and quality of service for different applications. This notion is usually referred to as network slicing. And network slicing basically is a fancy name for VPN, which basically means they took the cellular infrastructure end-to-end and sliced it into Dedicated slices to types of applications. So if you have a real-time application like a video conference or some low-latency applications such as remote operation of machinery, if you're in the industrial business, then you need a very low-latency and very high-reliability solution and you will get your services provisioned on the specific network slice that, that is dedicated for it. So basically, a Netflix binge could not interfere with your uh, video conference. This is very important for enterprises. And this capability was embedded not only in the core of the mobile world, but also even in the 5G NR, in the 5G new radio protocols. That means that the quality of service insurance and the, the network slicing is right up to the end device. So you can have an end-to-end quality of service that will assure your latency, your availability and everything. And I think this is the main reason that makes 5G a very valid and in some cases a leading solution, both in terms of the essence of the service and of course in terms of cost efficiency and time to market in terms of how quickly can you get these services uh, rolled up to a new branch or a new uh, shop. So I think 5G is an opportunity for mobile operators to become much more a much more dominant supplier to enterprises and any other type of customer that requires more than your uh, typical best effort solution as a consumer. Yeah, no, I think that is definitely... We, we see that in the market and the play for the mobile operators, you know, 5Gs, as we, as we have been discussing, is touted for enterprises. And there's a lot of, you know, technology-wise, I can see a lot of benefits, whether it's about, you know, the capacity it offers and the latency and all the, you know, ultra-low latency applications. So the enablement aspect is, is there, absolutely, no doubt about it. But I think there are things to be considered, trying to see if we can connect the dot for an IT professional who is, you know, looking for its roadmap for network and try to figure out how do I incorporate 5G in my tech stack and how do I incorporate 5G as part of my overall networking strategy to enable services. Now, let's try to put this into perspective for them. So imagine a new development that is happening, whether it's a mixed use building or an enterprise campus, or it may be an existing campus. And Typically, if you look at how the wireless is, is done, so the developers are basically looking at putting in repeaters, looking at putting in DAS systems, or, or implementing enterprise Wi-Fi access points, deploying them throughout the site. And in many cases, small cells, depending on you know who is doing it and if there is a small cell need for a particular carrier to be deployed to provide that indoor coverage or outdoor coverage. All of that is happening today. That's how 
typically an enterprise IT professional or a, or a networking and telecom professional within that organization is thinking about wireless. Now let's switch gears and say, okay, now they have to start planning for 5G. Now, how is that planning for the cellular coverage and capacity indoor and outdoor going to be different for 5G than its previous generations? And what changes for them? What's new? Any thoughts? Yeah, so I think that the change will be uh, less dramatic than some analysts describe it. Because I think that there's sort of debate lately whether 5G will kill Wi-Fi. And I think this is a, a too strong of a statement because 5G with all these capabilities, it's an amazing technology that can provide a lot of uh, new services and, and much, much more capacity. I don't think it's the optimal way to do land connectivity within your organization, to do indoor coverage within your uh, campus. So I think it might be a bit early to, to uh, skip the stage in which you plan your Wi-Fi coverage. I think Wi-Fi is gaining ground with the introduction of Wi-Fi 6. And I think that my observation is Wi-Fi 6 is a complementary solution for 5G and not a competitive solution for 5G. Uh, having... I totally agree with that. I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, thank you. So having said that, though, I think that 5G should be better represented within your organization because you do not want to miss the inner coverage. And there's a bit of a challenge there because of 5G. And I mentioned, I think, earlier using for the high-capacity services, high-spectrum uh, in the radio access network. So if today, uh, and sorry for being a bit technical, if the spectrum used for mobile coverage in LTE and LTE Advanced, and LTE Advanced Pro, of course, is up to, let's say, 2.5 gigahertz, but usually for indoor coverage, you'll use less than 1 gigahertz. In 5G, in order to get those ultra-high capacities, and to provide those gigabit connectivity services, mobile operators needs to use much higher bands and it can range up to 24 gigahertz and more. And due to propagation issues, this is a very hard spectrum to penetrate your uh, building. So of course, it's, it will be an overlay and you'll have 4G coverage, but basically you might want, if you're establishing a new you know, installment or something, you want might to consider the need to give room to small cells or femtocells or any other uh, representation of the 5G network within your building. And I think there will be a movement from DAS, from distributed antenna systems to active small cells. Small cells in general will play a major role for 5G, both in terms of outdoor coverage and of course in terms of indoor coverage. And I think that the enterprises will benefit by cooperating with the operators and giving room for such services because then the connectivity and the overflow and the interaction between their local Wi-Fi connectivity and the wide area network 5G connectivity will be much smoother. Okay. So I think this is the main consideration when it comes to 5G readiness in your physical buildings. So so let's talk about that readiness, right? So I think there are a couple of things which are very relevant for planning out an infrastructure. Now, one thing is we talk about 5G from a perspective of providing high capacity, high bandwidth, and for applications that demand that, low latency applications. And a lot of time we hear that 
for that to happen, the buildings need to be equipped with a lot of fiber. And so the backhaul, just for the backhaul connectivity, and if you're generating a lot of high band, running a lot of high bandwidth applications within that enterprise premise, as you would expect for 5G, you need that connectivity from those buildings back to the core network. Now, does that preclude a lot of enterprises to actually leverage 5G? First of all, that's one one question. How, how important is the fiber infrastructure in the building coming in as well as the fiber infrastructure within the building? And the second thing is, you know, up until now, the cellular has been thought of mostly as a public network infrastructure, wherein mm-hmm. the service providers have typically you know, invested in a lot of that infrastructure and provided the cellular connectivity to enterprises to, you know, benefit from it. With 5G and and I know CBRS and 3.5 gigahertz is also coming in, especially in the United States from a shared spectrum perspective. Does that change that model, right? Now the enterprises, in my view, needs to start thinking about wireless differently. And it's no longer just about implementing Wi-Fi access points. And even for indoor problems, they don't always have to be dependent on the public cellular networks. So how how should their planning for radios and small cells, as you mentioned earlier, they will play an active role. What that infrastructure is going to look like going forward for, for enterprises, both from a radio perspective as well as fiber footprint perspective? Okay, so th- those are two very important and very uh, <laughs> uh, heavy questions. So, uh, so I will start with the first one. Now, I think there we need to demystify a bit the notion of capacities and you know capabilities of fiber work versus wireless technologies, because as you mentioned, a lot of organizations and a lot of people are thinking, okay, when we go above. One, two, five, ten gig, uh, gigabit per second. We need fiber, and this was true actually until a few years ago. But what happens now in the wireless domain? And I'm not talking only about five G. I'm also talking about point-to-point connectivity and other technologies. Is that the move to higher frequencies that I mentioned a couple of times, and the use of wider channels and wider channels in terms of the number of megahertz uh, you use per connectivity channel enabled wireless technologies in plural to achieve capacities that were in the fiber domain sort of speak until now so today if you want to connect your enterprise to a network to another enterprise in your campus to I don't know, a data center that is not far from you, you can actually do this using wireless technologies that can provide you today, actually, point-to-point connectivity of 20 gigabit per second is available with wireless. 5G can connect and devices and enterprise in rates of up to 1 gigabit per second. So I think that 5G does not does not require you to be connected to fiber in order to leverage the benefits of it. It also al- allows a lot of location to be now connected to broadband, even though they do not have a fiber connectivity available. So I think this is a great, great opportunity and, and, and great news for, for enterprises that rely heavily on their connectivity. And I think we skipped this uh, at the beginning, but the more and more uh, you move your business 
functions and business and IT functions to the cloud and to anything as a service, the more you're relayed on your one connectivity, the more your business continuity is dependent on reliable connectivity and the more you want to invest in, in this connectivity because it's crucial for your business. And I think 5G poses a great opportunity in this matter. So this is this answers your the, the first questions regarding the relying on fiber in order to order to connect to 5G. Can you remind me the second question? <laughs> no, 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 that, 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 this is uh this no this is very important what you just said is what I, what this also means is the enterprise networking professionals can be thinking of leveraging this technology as their own private technology versus thinking of 5G as a way of, you know, always depending on cellular providers or telecom providers. So you're saying because the point-to-point connections are possible and, and high bandwidth, 20 gigabits per second, connectivity is possible wirelessly within the buildings. Correct me if I'm wrong here. That does not have any dependency on the cell phone, the traditional cell phone services or cellular services that are offered by the major carriers. No, absolutely. This is a standalone service, and and usually it it is also lightly or not regulated at all. So basically, you do not have to be an operator to establish it. So this is a perfect uh, match for any enterprises wanting to extend its. Uh, you know, you are adding a new building to your to your campus across the road. And it will be a nightmare to connect it via fiber. You can uh, connect it with 20 gigabit per second in a, in a matter of a couple of days. And that's a very big shift for a lot of businesses, I believe. The, the second question, as I was earlier asking, is related to this, is how to bring in cellular or the wireless connectivity using you know, this high bandwidth capacity inside the building. I know there is a propagation challenges that are being talked about in the industry regarding you know, millimeter wave frequencies. But I'm also hearing a lot of innovation happening in the industry that they are able to use reflections. And I know Qualcomm has talked about that. And there are others who are, who are actually demonstrating how they can use millimeter wave inside building. But generally, we talk about these things from an outside-in perspective, right? Where the footprint of the towers and radios are generally outside and they are propagating those frequencies inside. And that's where the challenge comes in. But small cells can be deployed indoor. How would that infrastructure change for an enterprise to leverage these new technologies to support applications like augmented reality or massive uh, IoT and ultra-low latency applications that we've been talking about? What kind of a footprint would they need inside of their own, not necessarily always depending on the carrier, but on their own to support these applications? Yes, this is uh, indeed change in in the way we look at things because in the new era, in the 5G era, you know, in our era with also trends unrelated to 5G, like, like CBRS and other opportunities for non-operators to bring services to themselves or to other customers, Enterprises have a lot more options to resolve their challenges on their own or with help from new players, not necessarily the mobile operators. So indeed, the high-frequency millimeter wave used 
for bringing this high capacity poses a challenge of indoor coverage. And there are a few early developments in making this a reality, but at the end of the day, we cannot break physics and this high spectrum is very hard to work with in indoors. So there are complementary solutions. The evolution of that, the usage of CBRS for indoor coverage, the use of small cells from different type of operators. And I think the bottom line of the answer for it is that there are much more options. And I think that in the beginning of our call, I mentioned enterprises need to, one of the things they need to be ready with is a change in mindset. And I think this is a very important thing because 5G brings disruption for many areas and many angles of the telecom industry, both in terms of technology disruption, the the fact that uh, 5G is much more open, and we didn't talk about initiatives like Open Run and so on, but basically there are a lot more options for operators to build the network today compared to what they had in 4G, but also in terms of business models. So there are a lot more players that can now take parts of 5G technology and take Spectrum, which was the so, in the sole domain of operators, bundle this approach in the, into a new kind of offering, either for self-use or for to sell it to, to enterprises from a different angle. And I think enterprises will see a lot of providers in a not typical position as they approach them with new offering and new bundles of offering. And this is why they need to keep a very open mindset with regards to what they do with whom. Yeah, no, I well, very well said. And I think the way I look at it, the evolution that is happening, it needs to happen. Picking backing on your point on, you know, the mindset change, in my opinion, 5G is going to be successful in a more collaborative way. Up until now, these technologies had its own delineations in terms of who is providing that service and what's the what role does an enterprise play in it. And I think with 5G, that those demarcations are going to be removed and they will have to play a much more active role in implementing those technologies within their premise uh, to be successful with it. They cannot be just relying on the public infrastructure that is out there. There's, like you said, there are a lot of more options for them and, and they can very well personalize and customize the way they intend to use this technology for their own applications. Yes, I, I totally agree. I think this is a very exciting time for both you know, organizations that come into a new position and use this new technology and for the uh, consumers because at the end of the day, we need to remember that everything is done in order to promote the business of the enterprise, of the small-medium business. And I think those this new world of opportunities will bring an opportunity and to promote the business and, and enterprises that will hook into this opportunity and will know how to leverage these unique capabilities might find themselves in a very good competitive position and cost structure compared to what they are now and compared to organizations that will not uh, leverage those opportunities. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think this is uh, this is good times and uh, we look forward to see how the industry will change with, with 5G. Thank you for your time, Dudi. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Dudi, for your insights. 
I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation and I hope our listeners find it exciting to know that there are so many options available to leverage this technology. I think we truly demystified 5G for enterprise professionals who may understand the promise of this technology but are not sure where to begin when it comes to execution. I hope we connected some dots for them. Thanks for joining us today for yet another episode of the Alignment Podcast. Do take a moment to subscribe so we keep delivering such exciting conversations straight to your inbox. You can reach out to me at ashish.jain at kairospulse.com or drop me a message on my LinkedIn with your suggestions and feedback. Till then, adios.